Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we watch something I like, but I can't believe you made me watch. Welcome to another episode of You Made Me Watch. This is the preview week where I am going to find out at the same time as you what movie Allison is going to make me watch. By the way, this is Mike Bobbitt, but I would assume that you know that already mm-hmm. by now. And I'm with my, we'll decide what adjectives to use <laughs> to describe her based on what movie. Allison, what are we going to watch next week? We're going to watch The Fast and the Furious. Go for a little ride. This is yours, but if you win, you get her too. What the hell is that all about? A business deal that went sour. Plus, I made the mistake of sleeping with his sister. You know, in all honesty, I'm pretty jazzed for this. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. One of the things that we did a long time ago was the library that was walking distance from our apartment Mm -hmm. had all the Saw movies. Oh, God, So we did a Saw marathon where we just drank too much wine and Mm -hmm. watched all the Saw movies one weekend. And if we didn't have a child... I would uh, definitely love to repeat that with all the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm -hmm. So I did the ride, so I might as well see the movie. (laughs) The movie's better than the ride. The ride is awful. (laughs) If it's the same ratio as the Despicable Me Minion stuff was, because (laughs) 
the Despicable Me Minions ride was fun, and I love that series. I know. So, yeah. So I'm hoping it's going to be the same sort of thing. Like, the movie's terrible, and the movie's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this. I think you're going to have a good time. I think I will, too. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you know about this movie, other than the fact that I quote Vin Diesel a lot? I don't think The Rock is in the first one. I think they bring no. him on. He's sort of like the cousin Oliver of the series, where like ratings probably started dipping, and they were like... Vin Diesel was like, oh, just get rock. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then when Dwayne Johnson started taking over and started calling Vin Diesel a candy ass, Vin yeah. Diesel was like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I know Vin Diesel's in it. I think Michelle Rodriguez is in it. She is. And uh, Paul Walker's in it. Mm-hmm. So I think you are making me watch another Paul Walker movie. Yeah. Is there something you want to tell me about Paul Walker? He's not dead. He's in our basement. Oh. Um, I'm kidding. I wish he was. Can you ask him to use the wet vac? Because it flooded <laughs> again. Of course it did. Okay. And uh, I know that they, I think they play car thieves. And they end up, oh no. It's like, um. Isn't it like Point Break, but instead of surfboards, it's cars? Like, I think one of them is an undercover cop, but instead of, like, it going the way of Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, where Patrick Swayze rides off into the waves in Australia, I think uh, maybe the cop recruits the car thieves to be, like, bounty hunters, (laughs) vigilantes or something. I don't know. Um, How close am I? You've got some things right. Um, <laughs> okay. The, well, the, don't tell me what I got right. Yeah. We'll okay. find out. You got some things right. You got some things wrong. Okay. Yeah. I know I threw a lot of ideas. You did. <laughs> um, all of them interesting. I want to say Paul Walker is an undercover cop and Vin Diesel is the leader of a car thief gang. And Paul Walker realizes that Vin Diesel's doing what he's doing for a greater good. And then... Uh, they all become friends at the end, and they touch dicks. <laughs> they definitely touch dicks. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Good. Good, good, good. I'm excited, too. I'm going to get so fucked up when we watch this movie. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Perfect. I looked up how to make an old-fashioned, so. Ooh. Yeah. I was going to get you some old-fashioned stuff and try to make you a fancy drink. Yeah, if you're in the Detroit area, go see Jason at Mad Hatter's Bistro mm-hmm. in Birmingham because he is a drink artist. Yes. And he is also like kind of a jack of all trades in that uh, restaurant because he's the front house manager, the waiter, and the bartender. God damn, if he isn't magical and delightful, a magical human being with a twinkle in his eyes who delights in his craft. And his oh, craft God. happens to be making fantastic drinks yeah the food was so good too oh my god yeah. we both had the best steaks of our lives i think it was yeah. just well melting. speaking of things that we like yeah what are you listening to and what are you watching that you'd like people to know about well i am listening to a podcast it's on the last uh podcast network called someplace underneath oh and is it true crime <laughs> sort of oh. um 
So it's... I should have said, what true crime <laughs> podcast are you recommending? <laughs> so it is um, Natalie Jean and um, Amber Nelson, and they kind of deep dive in sort of true crime-ish stuff. Um, I just finished listening to the series that they did on Shelley Miscavige, who is the wife of yeah. David Miscavige who is the leader of Scientology because she has not been seen since I want to say 2009. Mm -hmm. And um, Leah Remini actually filed a missing persons report and the police were like, oh yeah, we talked to her. She's fine. But wouldn't tell her anything else, even though she filed a missing persons report. No one has seen this woman I in mean, over 10 Leah years. Remini doesn't have any relation to her. So No, but see. she was a high up in Scientology for a yeah, long time. But, she was friends with her. Okay. But they were friends. Like I mean, you know, as much of a friend as you can make be. Make her talk to Leah Remini. No, exactly. But they also wouldn't tell her anything yeah. about where she was. You know, they wouldn't give her any information. All they said was, We talked to her, she's fine. Drop it. Listen, just in case on the off chance I have another run at Hollywood, I don't want you disparaging Scientology and Lord Xenon. Xenu. <laughs> Xenu. Get it right. Ah, oh, damn it. No You're wonder, already kicked out. No wonder they didn't want to recruit me. They did it. That's actually super hilarious because so when Mike and I lived in LA, um, we lived really close to the Scientology Center, like the big blue building, the recruitment center. And if we were ever walking to the grocery store or to the subway, there were... The little flight attendant people, they look like they're flight attendants because of their uniforms, would hand out flyers for a personality test. And they would never ask Mike, ever. I went to Central Casting to be an extra with a bunch of comedians. And, of course, they were there, too, trying to catch young, desperate people in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And they talk to all the comedian friends like hey you know we do comedy shows at the uh, celebrity center and they would not even make eye contact with me and i i didn't get asked often but i did get asked a few times where they'd be like hey would you like to take a free personality test i was like no it's funny the one time i did get asked we were walking home from the grocery store Mm -hmm. and it was a hot day and you bought too many groceries and i was stuck carrying them because we would walk there mm-hmm. and we just were not in a good place and uh you got mad we were arguing and then that's when they finally <laughs> approached me and i went fucking now <laughs> <laughs> you were so mean and he was like okay goodbye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you yelled at me too i did i was like nice be nice you've been wanting him to ask you for so long and they finally do and you yell at him (laughs) not that you wanted to join but just you know it was funny could have been my big opportunity had you not fucked up and ruined my day wow okay (laughs) are you watching anything we saw the bob's burgers movie and it is wonderful yeah, it was, yeah. It's so good. I listened to the soundtrack today. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, my God. So the soundtrack for it is phenomenal. I'm not going to give any spoilers or anything like that, but there's a lot of, like, musical numbers. There's They dance a lot in, in this yeah. one. There's, like, choreography. The Lucky which, Duck dance number with uh, all the carnies uh-huh. is so good. It's so much fun. 
and we don't really see them dance a lot like on the show like you see like little bits but it's you know pretty yeah, basic it would be hard to animate that many people that's yeah you know, it, it it would be pretty intense yeah it's definitely not just an hour and a half long version of the show no. it is a cinematic ver- it is experience. the music is great you get to see more of wonder wharf i think than you ever see mm-hmm. which is very cool you also get like a pretty good idea of just like the town they're in. Like it, you, it really expands the universe a lot, and it's it's awesome. You get to see Bob's mom. You do. You get to see Bob's mom, and you get to learn about. Um, you just get to learn a lot more about your characters, and it's it's real good. <laughs> there is a throwaway joke in the opening song, mm-hmm. uh, "Sunny Side Up Summer," uh-huh. where. It's Tina's line, and she's talking about wanting to see what's shaking in Jimmy Pesto Jr.'s pants. Oh, shit. And Gene just goes, poop. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) I didn't catch it, like, the first couple times I listened to the song, but I'm... My way to pick Benji up from daycare, I was like, God damn, that's just such a funny throwaway. It's so funny. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's very sweet. It's um, heartwarming and crazy. And I think if you love the show, you will love the movie. Yeah. And one of the things that they do at the end um, during the end credits is obviously they couldn't fit every single you know, character that you love and in, into the movie. So one of the things that they do is they have a lot of the characters who, who weren't in the movie dancing over the end credits, mm-hmm. which uh, is, is kind of fun. And uh, there is an after credit scene. So yes, stay for the end. I, I highly recommend. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. What it was about a you? Wonderful date night. It was. Yes. Date night tonight. Gonna go out, get some food. Have a few drinks. Forget we got kids for a little bit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is recorded now. I know. I hope I hit record. I hope so, too. Yes, I do. Okay, thank God. I was like, oh, man, we got to start over. What about you? I am listening to a podcast that I just discovered called Behind the Bastards, which Mm. I ended up referencing a lot of the info about John Wayne on the last episode that Mm -hmm. we recorded. And it kind of does deep dives in really horrible people Mm -hmm. like John Wayne. Yeah. Where I found out just how awful of a woman beating pedophile uh, John Wayne really was. Hypocritical piece of shit. Yeah. Hypocritical draft dodging warmonger drunken fucking asshole yeah yeah and then on the flip side of that and bringing things back to la again on peacock i watched the angeline miniseries angeline is this character who if you're outside of la you there's a good chance you don't know who she is unless you remember Something like, I think it's like Independence Day, they blow up her billboard or something Mm -hmm. like that. She's just a person who is famous for being famous before like the Kardashians Mm -hmm. or Paris Hilton or anything like that. She's just this mysterious figure who drives around in a pink Corvette Mm -hmm. and had over 100 billboards up throughout the 80s and early 90s. And no one knew anything about her. 
We saw her a bunch. Yeah, and we saw her a lot. And, you know, she was delightful. Mm-hmm. And, Always very polite and yeah. pleasant. And-, and I think it is kind of unfair and kind of a bummer, too. Like, I'm one of those people that watched all of those mask magician, you know, be, and I know how pretty much every magic trick is done. Mm-hmm. And it kind of ruins magic for me. And this kind of ruined Angeline a little bit for me. Really? Where I, I didn't need to know who she was born as. I almost yeah. feel like it's the same as dead naming someone. Like, if she's yeah. Angeline now, let her fucking be Angeline. Mm-hmm. But the last, I want to say, 15, 20 minutes of the series ends up kind of turning everything around and letting her take ownership. And I don't know how much of her disowning it in real life is marketing or what, because she is an absolutely brilliant marketing person. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, But it ends with the Angeline character in it just going like, yeah, you know what? Maybe that's true. or Maybe this is. And it's like her landing in front of her billboards mm-hmm. in a flying saucer. Yeah. And, but Emmy Rossum plays her, does a phenomenal job. Holy shit. Because it plays her through like- Her entire life. Yeah, 20, 30 years of her life. Mm-hmm. And um, I am grateful that Angeline exists mm-hmm. because she makes magic in the world. And not- a magic trick sort of way like David Copperfield. Yeah. She is just this magical person. Yeah. And, you know, I think it is unfair that the Hollywood reporter decided that they needed to dig in and find and, Yeah, find out you know, every part of her life because it's it, her it, business. Yeah. And wasn't it cooler not knowing? Yeah. Just going like, what the fuck? Like, I heard so many rumors like Don Knotts paid for all of her billboards and stuff like that. And yeah. I like not knowing the truth. It was fun to have that element of mystery about her. Yeah. Um, so when the Hollywood Reporter story broke and you kind of found out everything about her, you're like, oh, well, that, that little bit of magic is kind of gone. But I do still think that the woman is an icon. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And this series is really well made. Like, there mm-hmm. is a scene where a character is telling a story of something that, that happened, and they kind of flash back to it. And then at the end of it, her character just kind of like breaks character and says, You know, this isn't how that happened, right? Yeah. And he's like, the guy who's in the scene is like, oh, come on, let's not, no. It's like referencing he has a billboard for doing a cover song. And she's like, they don't give people billboards for doing cover songs. And then they pan back up to the billboard and it's a different billboard. And mm-hmm. uh, like they do a lot of like he said, she said. Yeah. Kind scenes. of in the vein of I, Tanya. Yes. Yes. Very much so. And it is, uh, it breaks the fourth wall a lot and it is really well made i didn't catch the whole thing because i just kind of go in and out while you were watching it and what i saw of it it looks great yeah i got a huge thrill out of uh i remember being in a cvs parking lot one time and parking 
uh, in front, like in a parking spot that was facing her car mm-hmm. and just kind of sitting there like, I'm going to wait until she comes out. And that yeah. was like the first time I got to see her. And then you and I were at the uh, grocery store at the uh, yeah. deli counter and we were. Yeah. And her. she walked and, like, in yeah. and we were like, oh, it's Angela. Like, yeah, there is something very exciting about seeing her just like out in the wild. You're like, there she is. Like, yeah. it's very exciting. Yeah. She's kind of beyond human. Like she yeah. is an icon. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And I mean, she would happily pose for pictures with people and she was always very like just sweet and gentle and was just anytime we saw her out, she was being so nice to everybody and mm-hmm. in a in a town where people can be shitty to other people for absolutely no reason. Yep. What a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really like that a lot. If you don't know who she is, like I said, unless you're like a Hollywood nerd, chances are you don't. Yeah, you might not know her. Uh, but it's a really interesting story mm-hmm. of a person kind of creating themselves yeah. and hustling their fucking ass Dude. off to make all their dreams come true. Yep. I mean, she straight up drives a pink Corvette and not the same one that she started with. Like, she gets a new one every few years, you know? Yeah. You can't miss her. And also, I think her license plate says Angeline. I kind of wish that when we did see, when we were in line next to her at the grocery store, I kind of would have liked to have just said, hey, thank you for existing. Because you make the world more magical. I do always wish we would have asked for a photo with her. (sighs) Yeah. But I think I was just always so mesmerized when we saw her. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just wanted to look at her because yeah. she was just so, I don't know. Yeah. She always has her hair and makeup and outfit. And she just was always so everything you expected her to be when she was out. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's like, she's like Barbie. She's yeah. not just a doll. She's an icon. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. So that's what I listened to. And that's what I watched. Awesome. The, uh, Ugly side and magical side of Hollywood. I like it. Yeah. All right. Join us next week and we're going to live our lives a quarter mile at a time (laughs) while we watch The Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And then this podcast is just going to turn into a Fast and the Furious podcast. And every week we're going to watch it. It's We're going to do one of those Fast and Furious minutes where <laughs> every podcast is a different uh, minute of a Fast and Furious oh movie. Oh, God. And we're going to go through them all. That sounds... All the way to the Calvin and Hobbes ones, too. Calvin and I think it's Hobbes and Shaw. You're thinking Tango and Cash. How dare you? I love you. Oh, I love you, too. Join us on our Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram. Leave a comment. Tell a friend. Yes. Take us out with your Vin Diesel imitation. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. (laughs) It's not good.